You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. Cause it get cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. All right, we're with Grant Conan, senior at East Ridge High School. Grant, you and I go way back. I almost want to think I knew who you were before the squirtacular. Did you play score days your first year or just your second year just my second year and you had the jersey that went down to maybe your knees is that a fair assessment it's probably true (laughs) true. all right um and that was because you were a little short but you're not short anymore uh, I like to think I'm not. I don't think you're short. You're not so. short anymore. I remember seeing you last year at, at the Pee Wee State Tournament going, man, he's not tiny anymore. He's a grown-ass man. Um, so let's just go through some of those. The, or the first time I got a load of you and your Woodbury crew is in the Squirtacular. You made it all the way through to the sec- to the finals, up, and it was held up in Andover. Uh, go back to your 10-year-old Grant brain and thinking, you know, was that one of the cooler moments at the time, winning all those games and beating all the top teams in the state? Yeah, I remember us always checking the rankings, see when we were at. Um, we played Osseo, I believe, in the yep. finals, yep. Um, which they ended up to be a pretty good roster. But, yeah, we lost to them. That was a good score year. Really good score year. And then your peewee years were – uh, I think you were a state semifinalist when you were a first year, correct? Up in Blaine. Yeah, we got to the semis. We lost. In the That's semis. a pretty good year. Did yeah. you, were the Fisher brothers on that team? They both were. Yeah, they both were. Sandry yeah. All brothers. Sandry All brothers. Yeah, that was a, a good team. And then the next year, I think you had. Did your brother play on that team with you, or no? He'd been still a squirt. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, but I think you might have had. Um, Skahan and Hen- Skahan, Tanner Henricks, Tanner Henricks, those guys. Okay, so uh, greatest memory. Uh, you're up in Duluth for three days. You win the state championship in 2018. What really stood out to you about winning state? Uh, was it the guys? Was it the competition? Was it beating Hermantown? What was real special about that season? Uh, I mean, obviously, our group was unbelievable. We had an unbelievable coach as well. Coach Sean was awesome to everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of went down like three days. It's pretty quick. Uh, game every day, and you just kind of keep rolling and see where you go. But, yeah, we wanted it. It happened fast, but it was an awesome memory. Um, what did you guys do after the game? Did you guys hustle back to the Twin Cities and celebrate with family, or did you guys stay up in Duluth and just party and rock on for a couple hours? Um we well, we were in the lobby at Heritage for a while. I remember that kind of just talking with people, and then we ended up getting home. And I think we had like a team party that night. I believe it was at Ray J's. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. some wings, right? Yeah, gotta yep, like that. We got back for that. All right, uh, that's cool. Um, speaking of Coach Erickson, who recently passed, um, uh, that was last fall. Uh, I can remember exactly where I was when uh, Coach Miller called me. Uh, I was actually in Dallas at the time, and we, we chatted for 20, 30 minutes. Uh, where were you? What were you doing when you got the news that uh, Coach Erickson had passed? Um, I was at home. Uh, my dad kind of came down and told us, and obviously – me with two younger brothers who were always around him, and the kind of I played for him for four years. Oh yeah, you had him for squirts too, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, so like he became kind of like basically a part of the family. Uh, my brothers were close to him. My brother played with him. So yeah, Blake did. Yeah, the news well, was Grant crazy. I mean, uh, Lance. Lance did too, didn't he? He didn't play with him, but again, he was always around. Okay. Um. 
But yeah, I mean, it it didn't feel real. People talking about it, and then we were like, okay, well, the funerals, you know, two Three weeks. Days. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't feel real. Obviously, like he always had his kids around helping coach with Kyle and Dane and Evan and. Glow was always making us food and stuff, but yeah, it, was, it didn't feel real at all. Yeah, I, I remember the weekend that I found that out because it was a Friday when I found out. I, I remember like that whole weekend, I was just like numb. I kept thinking like that didn't happen, that didn't happen, that didn't happen. And then I got back from Dallas Monday, called Mills again and said, "Hey, Mills, please tell me I was dreaming." And he goes, "No, it's not a dream because." I knew it wasn't a dream either because whatever tweet I made or whatever, I remember all weekend long, it was just tribute after tribute after tribute to Coach John and and uh, what a special man he was. And and I know I know him as hockey coach, right? And good hockey coach. They win a lot. And I know he was always a thorn in my side about his teams always got on the ice super late, right? That was his thing. And, like, I became kind of like the uh, – you know, I'm going to get you, John Erickson. <laughs> You're going to get on the ice or it's a minor penalty. That became our friendship in a good way, never never in a bad way. And so that was him. But I, I did what I, what I loved about his funeral is I learned so many more things about him and the things that he did and who he was as a dad and a grandpa and all those things. What did you, what was your takeaway uh, as far as his gift to just hockey or just humanity? I mean, the way he coached was, like, it's so hard to describe. But, like, just the little things he did that, like, looking back, it kind of changed, like, the way we were. We didn't always have, like, we were very skilled, but we weren't always more skilled or anything like that. Like, he just taught everyone to buy in and do it for, like, the right reasons. And, like, we weren't, like, checking points and stuff, like, growing up. That wasn't our thing. Like, everyone just kind of did their job, and we won a lot of games because of it. But, yeah, he touched a lot of kids, I know for sure. Yeah, I did. Um, all right. The reason you're here is to talk about your injury and your rehab and your getting back, going from injured to back on the ice and on the golf course and every other thing. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how you were injured um, and what went through the injury process. Um, I was injured during a game. Who were you playing? Woodbury. Woodbury also was a rivalry game. It was. Yeah. All right. Uh, little friendly fire, run into a teammate, um, awkward play, shoulder popped out. Of the socket. Yeah, I could tell it wasn't right. Whatever went down was not, it wasn't right. I got back to the bench and clicking and all the stuff. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was not good. And then did you go to the locker room too at some point? So when it happened, there was like a minute left in the second period. And what rink was it at? Our rink. Okay. So, so there's a minute left. Grove. Like, I got back to the bench. And, and you like, have your own locker room there, too. Right. So it's kind of yep. friendly confines. Right? Yep. I got back to the bench, knew something was off, but, like, I really wanted to play, whatever. So there was only a minute left in that period, so I just kind of walked to the locker room before the period ended to get in there and just figure out what was wrong before everyone else got in there. Um, took my stuff off, and I had a bone popping out, and, yeah, I was in a lot of pain, but... Didn't, didn't really want the trainer to come by. That was kind of my... <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I wanted to so play. So you were so hiding I, from the trainer. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want, like, anybody to know. I, that's why I walked in there early. I was like, I'm gonna, just going to go check it out and get put my stuff back on and get back and play. Okay, So you and you did play. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you play... So this was early January of 2022. 
Uh, did you play the rest, like the rest of the month, maybe? No, like. No, you got called off right well, away. Yeah, like my coach was like, "No way, not with what it looks like." And he, he played football, like my obviously he played hockey as well. So a separated shoulder is very like known. So right. with the AC joint looking how it was, people kind of knew. Okay, you separated your shoulder, like for sure. It's a three, four week thing. So ride it out. That was kind of my. Okay, I can, I'll get out three weeks. I'll be back. Time for playoffs for sure. Like. I'll be back rolling. Like, it's not the worst. Right. So. So from there, it gets a little goofy, right? Because after three, four weeks um, and lots of treatments, and you at this point you hadn't had an MRI, right? Just an X-ray. No, just an X-ray. Like, right away they saw a separated shoulder. They're like, okay, X-ray just to make sure nothing's broken. Like, and then we'll get you in a sling and get you back in three weeks. You'll start PT in a week to kind of get range of motion back and then strength, and then you're good to go. Okay, so this is the part. Again, I'm no doctor, but didn't you say, like, at some point, like, your your ear could hit the bone? Well, Yeah, like, when kind I got thing? into when I got Which into I was like, room, oh, that seems a little weird. When I got into the locker room, uh, I took my shoulder, like, my jersey off, shoulder pads off, like, and I, like, turned to look at it, and it was like my AC joint was, like, up on my chin. Right, so... Is that a separate? Do separated shoulders look like that? Yeah, that like oh, that's what a okay. separated shoulder is. Is your AC joint comes up and it okay. separates, and that's kind of what. And then the process is you let it sit, and it kind of goes back down, and then you get your range of motion and strength back. Was kind of the okay. That's why it's a four week thing. It's nothing too major, right? So you get the you get the shoulder back in place. You wear a sling. You do everything you're supposed to, um, and then you get the sling off and it still doesn't feel right correct yeah it, i mean it didn't feel great and most people think it most people come back 100 percent after four weeks right yeah i think so i mean i got back and like it hurt and i was like okay well it, it it's gonna hurt like i'm playing hockey i'm getting hit i'm i'm shooting pucks like it's probably not gonna be perfect so i didn't i didn't think anything of it nobody okay. really did like and for the rest of the season like those last eight games i played I continued to do physical therapy just to like, okay, if if it's gonna hurt, like I should keep trying to help it, right? You know, and it didn't didn't end up my my favor. All right, so what point then from February we'll call it to did you have surgery? Uh, I had surgery May fifth. So you finished the season, yeah, with a I, really bad our shoulder. Yeah, I just took a bunch of Advil and. Taped it up and kind of did what I could, Played worked it my way around it. Yeah, but in hindsight, because hindsight's twenty twenty, in hindsight, you probably should have just got an MRI, right? Or you're just doing I mean, what the doctors told like, you to do, right? The thing is, like, nobody really thought anything of it. Like, I just had a little pain, and it was like, okay, yeah, that's maybe normal. Like, it's a separated shoulder. It wasn't. It wasn't supposed to be something big at all. So it was right. kind of just like, all right you know, play these last games, like, I don't see it getting very much worse. Okay. Which, it, right. like, I didn't do anything I shouldn't have. It didn't, and nobody get, it did didn't get worse, though, did it? No, it, it didn't end up getting worse. They just found more. And it's it, kind of the... It definitely didn't get better. No, no. Was the pain uh, after the sling came off versus the pain of the first night, was it much less? I mean, the sling helped, but it it also, like taking it out of the sling after it's sitting in the sling all day, that was the worst. Pain. Yeah. Like, once it was out of the sling for a little bit, it kind of, like, warmed up a little bit. Yeah, it yeah, still yeah. hurt, but, it, like, at least it felt good. 
Um, but yeah, like taking it out of the sling was the worst. Oof, God, not that's just painful. All right, so what was the day? At what point in this process did they go? Did you go from uh, it's a little painful to I need to get an MRI and we need to look further beyond an X-ray? Well, my mom's in the medical field, so she kind of knew a little bit of stuff about it. She knows enough stuff to be able to tell. And, like, by the end of the season, like, my range of motion was getting worse. So, like, I would play a game, and, like, the next day I just couldn't move my arm up. And then I would play another game, and, like, then I could barely lift it. And so, like, every every day it was just getting continually worse, and that was, like, the issue. They thought if I had pain and it was, like, steady, that's fine. But, like, it was getting worse, so something was wrong, and there's kind of what they told me. Okay. So then golf season's approaching, right? So it's like mm-hmm. just – and you're like, uh, could you golf? Yeah, I I, I tried. Tried yeah. my best. Yeah, I golfed to the best of my ability. Yeah, okay. So you did golf, but was it painful? Yeah, it was. Like, like if you hit it 300 yards off the tee, were you, like, hitting it 200 yards off the tee? Or no, no. Just for, for ballpark figures, well, how it, far were you hitting it? Like, how far was I hitting it? Off the tee, right around 280, 285. Okay, so what did you normally hit it? 295. So it was just a little bit off. Right. It, okay. it didn't take too much off. It just after the swing. Hurt? That's when it hurt. It didn't oh, hurt, like, God. during the swing. Oh. It was kind of, like, after. I was like, oh, felt that. The, wor- the the driver actually wasn't the issue. It was the irons. It was, it was taking the divot. Chunk. Yeah, yeah like take, any chunk that was done. Oh, yeah, no, but you just any time you take a heavy divot. Yeah. Like, not even necessarily chunking it, but just where, you know. You, any sort of, like, so heavy. off the tee wasn't horrible. Okay. Because you hit the ball, there's no, like, friction or anything. Like, you just kind of go through it. Right. No, the, like, the divots were the worst. Like, taking iron shots, all oh, that the was stand? the worst. How about the bunker shot would probably hurt, too? No? I just tried to stay out of it. <laughs> Listen to you, Mr. Cocky. I remember being as good as you were one day. That was great. Uh, Okay, so injury's bad. Uh, MRI comes. This is where, like, all the news is, right? Like, the Mm -hmm. news, like, at this point it was kind of like, we don't know what the heck's going on. And then you get the results for the MRI. What did Dr. Pepin say? Uh, Well, he told me that I had a broken coracoid. Well, the first thing he told me was good news. You didn't tear your labrum, which is kind of like, Everyone thinks shoulder, you, you tore your labrum. That's kind of the common. Right. Um, he goes, good news, you didn't tear your labrum, but you broke your coracoid. And that was like, my mom was in there, and that was like a shot from left field. Like, no, all the research we had done, like, that really? was the last thing we would have thought. Um, really? That was, oh, yeah, for sure. So you, the, I thought you it was beat either, the internet. Yeah, I thought it was rotator cuff or labrum. Those are kind of the two, like, main things. You either tear in there or something like that, but... Yeah, it ended up being a broken coracoid. All right, so because I don't know what a coracoid is, and I bet you didn't either, tell us what that is. Uh, from what I remember and all the consultations, it is a bone uh, that connects to your bicep and pec, and it's kind of like their anchor. So it's that's like the conduit that holds them all together. Yeah, yep. So that's kind of what it, it, it attaches to both of them. I believe the coracoid is connected to your scapula okay your backbone so it's like a notch on there Got and that's it. where your your muscles connect to and that right. broke let's throw the dude under the bus who is the guy who ran into your shoulder on your team uh, that would be ben tauscher okay so tauscher's it's kind of tauscher's fault right 
No. <laughs> I can't I can't throw it on him. I'm joking. I'm joking. I want to have a little fun here. All right. So that won't make the video, by the way. I'm I'm pretty it's sure. Fine. All right. So um at that point, uh how many weeks from we'll call it the announcement to the actual surgery? I believe it was like two or three. Okay. Three, I think it was like three weeks, right around there, because I ended up playing a couple golf matches. and Really? Yeah. Well, they told me, like, because I looked at them, and I'm like, well, can it get worse? And like, they're like, no. no. And I was like, okay, so I can keep golfing until surgery day because, you know, whatever. It can't get any worse. It's a bone broken, so whatever. Okay. So, yeah, Gosh, I ended up, so cool. ended up playing a couple rounds of golf and did kind of right. what I could. But Here you go. I'm going to do a funny story. Grandpa Grant. Tell me about when you were young and you played golf with a broken arm, right? Is that what it's going to be, isn't it? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> it's got a sound to it, doesn't it? Yep. A good, good ring to it. Because you basically did with a yeah. broken shoulder, maybe? Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it, it's, but yeah, it was, it was messed up. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. All right. So surgery happens. Uh, this is my favorite factoid to this. Um, Dr. Pepin, who operate on my shoulder as well, operate, does this operation, and how many broken, what is it called? Coracoid. How many broken coracoid uh, surgeries had uh, Dr. Pepin done? I believe from what he told me that the the repair I needed, he hadn't done that. Because, so, like, a coracoid, obviously it's a bone you can't see. Like, you mm -hmm. can't cast it. No. So it's supposed to be a bone that heals on its own is basically like the, and right. it doesn't break often. Like you don't hear walk, people walking. Around no, saying, I never heard yeah, of Yeah, I broke my coracoid. Like that, it would have to be like a big kind of accident type. Like when we looked it up, it was kind of like. I was going to say, what happens like when you It like an accident, it? right? Like it's something that would happen in like a car accident or something like that. Cause like only a tauscher internal. Could, only a tauscher could, could take it could out. Could take it out, right. Yeah. Got it. It's like an internal thing. So it's not like it's supposed to heal on its own was kind of the thing. And that's why like over after that, MRI like those next couple weeks I did more CT scans and stuff to see if it was ever healing like right. it, is it healing at all and it wasn't and that was like the concern and then well they brought up like okay well you've never broken a bone before so maybe you have like some bone thing wrong where it's not healing right maybe you have you know a bone right. disorder or so, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, something yeah. like that so it, it kind of stirred up some other things like you know why is it not healing was kind of like the biggest thing and i I still don't know why it might have been too far away or whatever, but so if it's a bone that can't uh, break or, or can't be healed or casted, what was the surgery? What did they do to the surgery? They put a pin in there, probably. Yeah, like a, they put a screw basically as long as the bone in there, and then he put a bunch of bone grafting over it to kind of bulk it up. Was kind of the okay, well, that makes the sense. Procedure as much from as what it, I know. Yeah, for us non doctors, right, that makes right. that makes sense. This is screw. And the graphing totally makes sense after that. I don't know. Okay, so after the surgery, um, you, you know it might be a good idea. Um, uh, most people, uh, after their surgery, they, they go, they spend it in a bed, and they probably have their mom pamper them with popsicles and stuff. But most people would do that. But I would go buy a boat in North Carolina myself. What would you do, Pamper or North Carolina? I'd have to agree with you. I'd go to North Carolina. All right. Seems like a good option. So you went to North Carolina eight hours, six hours after the surgery in a car with your dad. Yeah, like I can't remember what 
time we left, like that's still foggy to me. I, yeah. I remember getting out of surgery and that was kind of like the first thing I thought about was, okay, well, we're going to North Carolina. That was something that was planned from kind of a while back because it, it was kind of a long procedure to get that right ready to go. And I was like, because I didn't know when my surgery day was going to be. So I was yep. like, yeah, we're still going. Like for sure, I'll drive probably. Oh, so yeah. I told my dad, like, yeah, I'll drive, like, for sure. Even if I'm in the sling, like, I can still drive. Right. But it ended up, we had to leave on the day of my surgery, so I wasn't doing any sort of driving. But. So in the car, don't you have to, like, uh, what what's the post-op look like? Uh, I just lounged back and that was slept it. as best I could. It was kind of the. And that was, you wanted to see this boat that bad? Yeah. Well, what kind of boat is it? It's a Supra. Okay. Boat. All right. Oh, a wake boat. Yeah, it's a super. Yeah, boat. and then you couldn't even wake on it. Nope, nope. We were supposed to down there, but that didn't. Yeah, that didn't go down. But you can't with a with a. No, I, I was hoping summer. I was her, hoping my surgery was gonna be the next week. Then you'd be able to use it at least. And a then week. I'd be able to go down there and like yeah, because we it was nineteen hours. We went to, God, what was the city? Somewhere in North Carolina. Okay. Um, right by Lake James. I just remember that. Lake James is a huge, it's kind of like a Lake Minnetonka type deal. Okay. Massive houses. Like, that was kind of the, the thing down there. We were going to go out on it, but then we had a, we stayed in a VRBO right by the lake. So that was kind right. of our. That's cool. Yeah. How many went? Just, just me and my you? dad. Oh, okay. Just me and my dad. Yeah. Right. That was, my mom had work and stuff and my brothers weren't interested and they couldn't drive anyways, so that right. was the reason I was supposed to go is I can drive a little bit. 19 hours is kind of a long, straight shot. So, right. Yeah. All right. Okay, so after surgery is over, walk through what PT looks like on a, on a bone that just had a graft put on it. I mean, that's not a normal PT. Yeah, I, I mean, so PT, I can't remember how many exact weeks, and it's kind of just a rough estimate, but, like, I had surgery May 5th. I probably started PT. They told me, like, six weeks, I remember, I was in the immobilizer sling. Don't ever take it out. Keep no it in. PT, that was, nothing. No, that was, like, leave it in there. Don't touch it. Don't move it. Don't put pressure on it. Like, leave it in the sling. That was kind of the first six weeks. Was how that. did you sleep? Uh, the first six weeks in immobilized. It's not easy. Flat on my back. That was the only way Did to Did you do sleep it. well? I slept well. Yeah, I didn't have okay. any issues. Okay. The, the sling held it really tight, so my shoulder didn't move much. Did you, you couldn't turn, though, left no. or right. It was no. straight on your back. Straight on my back. Yep. Um, was there any itching because it was summer? Because you probably got some of that going, too, right? No, it wasn't. Like, the first couple days were because you still have, like, the pads and stuff on, like the... I don't know what it's called, but yeah. all the tape and stuff on there. After that, no. It okay. wasn't no, it wasn't horrible. Like I was able to shower and stuff still, obviously. I could take it off for that. But those I was supposed to have it on twenty three hours a day. Right. 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 Yep. And was it painful taking it on and off? No, it wasn't horrible. Like after the first couple of weeks, nothing was painful. And that was that's kind of the issue yes. with shoulder surgery is like yes. for everybody, it it doesn't hurt. After the first couple of weeks, every you feel like you're good to go, and that's where people, you know, make get the issue. Trouble. Yeah, that's where you get in trouble because you just want to go back. Yeah, I had surgery with Dr. Pepin as well, and I had to sit out. You know, mine was June first, so like, think about all the good golf between June first and June thirtieth. You're just watching it go by, exactly. watching it go by, and then, yep. and then Fourth of July. Then it's like, okay, now can I go back? Because nope, you can't meet, you can't golf until you meet with me. So the 
we had an appointment. It was like July eighth, so it was like I just missed five weeks of golf. Yeah, and then after five weeks, he said you can go chip and putt, but you can't play. Yeah, so it's just hard. So did so. How long did you have to wait from your surgery until getting out and doing something relatively active? I was not able to golf until August third, I believe, was my clear day. So two months. Yeah. June. May, yeah. Oh no, May, three months. Yeah. May, oh, yeah, May, May 5th, 5th to August third was kind of ninety my, days. Yeah, it was long. Yeah. I mean, I, like. And then when could you team. when you clear contact for contact for hockey? I think it was in that same period of time. It's a it, it was all based on bone growth. So like I basically I would get it scanned and they would see like how much is in there. You know, like is it? It was maybe I don't know. You could argue was it better? It was a broken bone because then once it's healed, you know you're good. It's not like right. a muscle where you have to rebuild. You right. don't rebuild your bone. You know like right. that's not something I had to do. So I mean I believe I I was cleared kind of in that same week, but. In that August time, there wasn't much hockey. There's no going. hockey. It's not really. Did you go skate at all at, once you got that, like, without contact? I would do well, that. Oh, wait. I don't know if Pepin wants to hear it, but <laughs> I skate, like, I was skating with a sling on. Like I, would I go believe to, that. I would go to practice and, like. Yeah, he's not going to want to hear that. Maybe not. I, like, I wasn't. <laughs> I, was, I didn't have pads on or anything, but I just, like, wanted to be, be on ice. pads on, right? I couldn't get shoulder pads on. Oh, you couldn't? No. What sling? Like you were down, like two hands. Well, the thing is, down here like that. Oh, I just had my one hand in a sling, and I would like carry the puck with. One. So like, I broke my bottom hand. So I right. broke, or my right shoulder was messed up. I'm a righty, so yep. I still have my left hand, my top hand. Right. So I was able to like stick handle and kind of with one hand was kind of my thing, and then I would shoot it off my knee and. So you were this around. just this? Don't tell me you were at SDP. No. No. Nothing like that. Just I was, like. Yeah. Random skating around. Yeah. I went to, I mean, I went to SDP a couple times, but if I did, it was like, if they were on one end, I was kind of on the other. Yeah, that's And fine. I wasn't, I wasn't like skating hard or it was basically just giving me something to do because I had nothing to do. Right. Right. Somewhere like, just to it get was, out. Yeah. Right. And maybe be around the boys too. Exactly. It was just like something to do and to get away from the fact that I'm not able to play right now. Right. Right. That's, I think he'd be okay with that. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, any, I wasn't doing anything crazy and. We have our school trainer. I don't know what you call it. School. Athletic trainer. Yeah, athletic trainer at the school. And I was doing, you know, PT and seeing her basically every day. That was my coach told me, like, before you, because we skate right after school, obviously. Uh, right. He was like, you got to go see her before you come every day, like, just to check in and stuff like that. Right. And that was kind of how I started to get back. I did physical therapy with one of the Summit guys. Okay. Uh, at Health East. That was right, really good. Right at, the, right at the rink you grew up That in. was uh, after the, the six weeks in. I was doing it, you know, two, three times a week, PT with him in person. Right. Um, and we had, like, an app or whatever that yep, sent I, me the workouts. Thing. And I was able to do stuff at home and did as much as I could to get back. All right. Um, talk through uh, working with the staff at Summer Orthopedic. What was, what was that? What are your memories of that? It's still pretty fresh in your head, like – whether it be the, the nursing staff, the admin staff, or the doctors, or anesthesiologists, whatever. What, what are some of your memories of that? Yeah, I mean, I got to know it pretty well. I was in there all the time, <laughs> in and out, in and out, checkups and all this stuff. But, yeah, everything went well. Like, nothing happened that shouldn't have. It was just an unlucky situation, a different situation. But, yeah, like, Pepin was awesome. I went through a bunch of consultations, like, seeing – 
who should I go to? Like, no one in my family had had anything like it. So we, I mean, my mom bounced around with all the people she knew. Like, who should I go to? Who should I see? Where, like, and then at the end of the day, like, people kept pointing to Pepin. Like, he's the guy to do it. He's the guy to do it. And then we met with him, and he's he actually brought in Dr. Freehill. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did the surgery together just because I think it was because of what, what mine was, what was wrong with mine. And he wanted to see it and kind of, cause it was something Pepin hadn't seen before. And I don't think he had, it was kind of a, a different situation. So they were like, Hey, you want to be a part of this? So did you know that Pepin has a hockey player? Yeah. He, I coach him. Nolan, Nolan Pepin. No yeah, way. He does, uh, he does pro hybrid. Really? Yeah, he was actually just uh, he skated at our youth night. Like he was out on the ice, tooling around, and saw Pepin up in the crowd. Yeah, small world, isn't it? Yep. I knew yep. that from an interview with him that he had uh, a son that was like a squirt B or something. Yeah, and was I like, signed his sweatshirt. Cool. You did? Yeah, he came up to me for an autograph after the game. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, okay, so, um, talk about you know you, you were there, uh, in the office. You know, checkups, all the other stuff. Uh, if you had a another friend that was injured, would you refer them to Summit? One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Um, what was the uh, rehab process like when you went through the rehab and physical therapy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I met with uh, Hildall. He was he was my physical therapist, and I met with him two or three times a week. Not back-to-back days was kind of the thing. Like, you got to do it every other day. And I would go in. Um, he would kind of show me a bunch of stuff and show me why. Like, they did a really good – like, Summit did a really good job, like, teaching it. And I think that's why I'm able to explain it now. is Because they didn't just, like, tell me to do things. They kind of explained why and showed why. Um, and I would go in there for, like, 45 minutes and do – you know, little workouts so he could see where I was at because he was part of the clearing process. Like, I had to get cleared by Pepin, and I had to get cleared by him showing that, like, okay, he's strong enough, like he's back to normal. So I did workouts with him, and then he would put the workouts into the app, and a lot of it was, like, he would show me it so that I could do it at home without hurting myself. So that was kind of the the PT side of it. All right. That was Good answers there, by the way. Um, I have no idea what you want to do after high school, but you start ripping off some of these terms about the body, and you uh-huh. seem pretty fluent in this. Do you maybe want to get into this side of work? Um, not sure. We'll see. No, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, maybe I, that just shows how good they taught it. Like I understood that's it. That's my and, point. Yeah, like, they they taught it to me pretty well. Like I, and I mean, you got to remember too. Like so. January 6th, I separate it. Like, I started PT then, like, right. in January. So I did shoulder PT for a separated shoulder for four weeks. And then I had to go get PT. Like, I did PT two circuits, so I got really used to it. I basically did PT from, you could say, January 10th to August. Right. I was doing PT because I started it in January with a separated shoulder did a bunch of the PT and that was with the school trainer um, getting back. And then I came back and I was still doing physical therapy just to keep my shoulder strong. And then I got to get surgery. So I took a break for it for a little bit and then came back and I had to do more PT. So I was, 
By the time I got to Hildall, I was also pretty, like, I don't know, you could say, like, I knew some of it. It wasn't all the same, but I knew a decent amount of what he was telling me. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, by the end of it, I definitely learned a lot. Yeah, get it down. You're, you're actually pretty bright when it comes to, you're not a very smart hockey player, but no, you're pretty smart no. when it comes to this uh, bodies and body parts and joints. I'm pretty impressed. Right. I'm pretty impressed. All right. Um we are done with the summit portion of this. Let's move on to some hockey, high school hockey, right? It's, uh, it's your senior year. Um, you've played this kooky game for, I don't know, 12 competitive seasons or some crazy number like that. Um, this is your last one. Um, you're playing with your brother, Blake. I wish this could be kind of cool, isn't it? Yep. Have you had a good time playing with him, or is he yeah. annoying a little little brother? It's a normal brother brother relationship. It is okay. Yeah, there's good and bad to both. Good and bad to both. Good. I like that. Uh, Blake's always been one of my favorite kids. He's just, I, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, but he just seems to get along with everybody. Yeah, he's a character. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, okay, so let's go through. Uh, I have a term called section scaries. I've invented it in the last couple of weeks, and there's teams that are five seeds or above or, or lower. Um, that I think could scare the crap out of those traditional White Bear Lake, Stillwater, Hill Murray type teams that always seem to always be in the section semis and section finals and state tournament. And I think your team is one of them. I think your friends in at Woodbury High School are one of them. I think Roseville is one of them. Um, Gentry, we don't know because they don't play any of the similar competition. Let's walk through those teams. What do you, and you know them all. Have you played Gentry or are you know We have not them? played Gentry. Okay. No. Tell me what you know about these guys and why this year's different than previous years with Eastridge and Woodbury and Roseville. Uh, I mean, Roseville obviously got the Stefan boys in starting with them. So that's, they normally don't have two guys who can score 30 goals. So that, that changed a lot of things. But, um, I mean, I don't remember if they graduated a lot from last year, but it seems like Scott's got them buying in right now and kind of everyone do their role and let the Stefan boys score. That's kind of how it looks. So Yeah, it does. I mean, it they, does. It, they and beat you beat teams, them, so. right? Yes, we did beat them. You beat them. Yep. So in the section pecking order, you have a win over those guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a loss to uh, Stillwater? Two. Two, Two losses, losses to yep, Stillwater, so that hurts. Yeah, okay. that hurts. We just and lost then White Bear, where are you at with White Bear? We're 0-1. We play 0-1, them. you got another one of them. So yep. you could even that thing out if you beat them. And then where are you at? I hate, I should know this. Where are you at with Woodbury? We are 1-0 and against you them. You beat them. Yes, we okay. beat them. And then you have them again. Yes. So there's a lot of meat on the bone still right. for the last two weeks of the season. So you're kind of playing playoff hockey yeah, before playoffs the playoffs. Have started. Yeah, the playoffs have started for sure. Yeah, I mean it's you're not down. dead. You're not you're not done. You're not crying or anything like that. But it's still a, a bigger. You know, if the more you lose, the bigger the hill, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think like obviously try not to look at it too much. Like an opponent's an opponent, but at this point, like we could either be a three seed or a seven seed. Like, yeah, if you win out, you could be win a, a couple games and we're a, a three seed. Uh, lose a couple uh, and we're a seven seed. Like. A lot can happen in the next couple of weeks. And the seed, like I said, it doesn't matter. No. I, mean, I, I don't that's really think like, it matters. No. Obviously, um, like, coming to the end of the season, we just want to be playing our best hockey at the end. So, obviously, rattling off a couple of wins will help. But, yeah, you know, and I think. confident, too, right? I think even if we're a seven seed, we still have a shot in that first round. So I do, too. I think this is one of the more fun sections, one through seven. It's Because yeah. I, I guarantee you those teams – 
you know, aren't making plans for the semifinals because they know these teams are tough. So yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, let's talk Woodbury a little bit. I mean, there there a lot of those kids are the ones you grew up with. Uh, tell me if if I were gonna go watch Woodbury tonight, what would I who would I want to take a look out for? Uh, I think their top line they got Ethan Hanson. I I grew up. He was on that Pee Wee State tournament <laughs> yes. team. So Hanno, I know they got Gross Klaus. He's a yep. good friend with my brother. Um, he was a Tartan kid, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yes, earlier. he was. He was. Um, they got Cam and Nett. He was on that yes. state tournament team. Can't forget about him. Yep. It's Cam's and Nett. Carlson, right? Yep. Cam Carlson. They was got- there a Joyce on those teams? Kevin, yeah. Kevin, is he Eastridge or Woodbury? Uh, I think he's at Woodbury. He doesn't, but he doesn't play, play hockey. hockey. No, right, he does not right. play hockey. He was a soccer player. All right. Well, speaking of that, you got the, what's the Tanner? Zolnowski. Zolnowski doesn't even play hockey. That kid was a stud. Yeah, he was a stud. He's a football You know who else was a good one? It was the quarterback at Woodbury, George? Pagelos. Right? Yeah. He doesn't play hockey anymore. No. Fo- they, again, football. Those two would help both high schools. Yeah, Tanner and They could put George. skates on today and be in the top nine. Don't yeah. you agree? Yeah. Pro- I mean, Tanner quit. Ba- I know he was a stud baseball player. Yes. Too. Oh, he quit baseball, too? Yeah. He's just football now. Oh, wow. Strictly football. He's a quarterback. Yep. So, yeah. He I, he was a an athlete. Just an, I mean, he was an athlete, for it, sure. Yeah, and hockey was fun to watch. Yeah. Okay. All yep. right. Sorry, I got off the... I uh, got excited there and started seeing all these former... You know, P- these are Pee Wee State champion kids. Yeah. A lot of those kids don't quit hockey, and some of no, them it's, have. Yeah, to, it's for, crazy. For cooler stuff, too. Just yeah. as cool as stuff, right? Yeah. All right. Um, all right, so we talked about those teams. Uh, who's the team in the section that uh, you you think um, will make the greatest waves in the state tournament? Who, who's got the talent? Who's got the, the X factor? Who's got the good goalie? Who's got it who could maybe make you can see making a run because I don't think any of the teams in four double A are going to get past the first round if you look at it on paper. But you, hey, yeah. you know, Jack Erickson could get hot, or right. or I really like you know Road, or I like this guy, or who who in the section who can kind of maybe take it to the next level and get to the Friday night at the state tournament. I mean, it's hard to count Hill out. It's it really is like they have a a good goalie, they have a great core. So, I mean, Hill. Could make a, a decent run. I could see that. I think personally, I think it's White Bear. I think they could make the best run. They're just so deep. They have a, a whole roster. Their goalie's young, but he's getting that. He's just getting better every game. He's yeah. learning. So Leo Gabriel, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a good goalie. He's young, but he's learning. So, like, I could see them making a run. Do you think the loss in hockey, the despicable loss in hockey day with the fireworks going off and all the craziness of that. Do you think that might come back to help White Bear? It it could. I mean, I don't know how it's all going to play out based on who's played who because Hill obviously plays a really tough schedule. Yeah. I know White Bear's had a decently tough schedule as well, but so it's hard to compare records. But, yeah, I mean, I like White Bear's definitely got a good – like, Rhodes a good player. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But, no doubt about it. I mean, Hill that. has some great players as yeah. well. So, I, oh, yeah. I mean, no matter what, like, both teams are good. I think Hill has probably the edge on goaltending. Yeah, a little bit. Like, Just because of Erickson's, experience. Yeah, he's right? – he, it's hard to say he's not better, but so – I think he's just got more Hill, experience than Yeah, right. Does. So, I mean, Hill's got a – you could say a better goalie. Better yeah, goaltending they might situation. not be the number one seed, But, though. yeah, exactly. I, I mean, they tied Stillwater, and Stillwater's not – Gonna no. be the top, so I, I mean, a lot can happen. A lot can happen. Well, it should be fun. Uh, what are your plans after high school? What do you know? What are you gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna keep playing. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So That's you don't know where right yet. You're not tendered anywhere yet, or I have not signed anything yet. No, I'm trying to 
figure it all out. The next few weeks will tell a lot yeah. of that story, won't yep. it? I'm trying to stay as focused with our season as well. Too. Right, and then to... you worry about the other stuff later. Right, I don't want to get too caught up. Well, this is a lot of fun. I don't have no idea how long this took, but I, I had a blast. Uh, we talked some jerseys here. We talked some surgery. We talked everything. I had a blast. Yeah, Thank you. Thanks for having me. Grant Conan from East Ridge High School. You need to stay up out your streets if you can't take the heat. Cause it get cold like Minnesota.